0: hello everyone and welcome in to a special episode of the irish nfl show i'm Colum cronin and today i am delighted to be joined by a returning guest laurie fitzpatrick from usa today's touchdown wire you can find her on twitter and we'll give her handle we'll mention it in the the show notes um you twitter is uh, where you'll find all our articles her all 22 clips game day videos and delighted to welcome you back, Laurie. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me back. I um I love the way you say my last name, by the way, so it's it's absolutely perfect. There's no other <laughs> accent that I would rather uh hear say that. So <laughs> it's a delight to be back. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, the last time we had you on, we obviously talked a lot about uh, Jaguars and last season, um, you know, was, I mean, it was, it was a circus, it was a dumpster fire. I mean, whatever analogy you want to use, that, that was it. And then Dougie P came in and, and we I think we had you on over the summer and in the off season, people were talking about the amount of money that um, the Jags had spent on bringing in talent and whether they had oh. overspent. And I think as we sit here today, it's uh, safe to say that the the jags moves in the offseason have pretty much paid off
1: yeah i'd say especially on the offensive side of the ball um zay jones has been uh, a really good addition just in terms of a guy who uh, has solid hands there 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 has been a few games where he's had multiple drops uh, but all in all, he isn't a guy that Trevor Lawrence relies on game like week in week out. Uh, they've been able to, uh, t- to really have a carousel of of you know production from their wide receivers. Uh, Christian Kirk will show up one game. Evan Ingram will show up the next game. Uh, then Zay Jones. Uh, sprinkle in a little Marvin Jones. Uh, and yeah, it's it's been it's been really fun to watch Trevor Lawrence grow over the last couple of weeks. Um, I would say, uh, with the defensive side of the ball, of course, uh, Foye Oluokan, the, the linebacker, he's been the best addition, uh, he's second year in the row where he has, uh, where he leads the league in tackles, um, that stat kind of, it, it's a very interesting stat to me. Um, I don't think, uh, it's a great stat, right, to, to, to lead the league in tackles, but, it should be something that your entire defense has, like, the responsibility for. Um, there shouldn't be one guy that's bailing out everybody. And the def- the Jaguars' defense isn't as good as the offense. Uh, so, you know, that, that couldn't—you know, it's great that he leads the league in tackles, but they haven't really—the defensive line hasn't really gotten much pressure. Um, the, the safeties have stepped up, though, uh, and, and the cornerback. So the, the secondary uh, has done a lot better uh one of the other additions was Darius Williams he was the corner from the Rams uh he played alongside of uh jalen Ramsey uh and that's a huge loss for the Rams and he's been one of the best additions uh on the defensive side of the ball uh as well you know with foyer I believe somebody posted today that he he has ever since he's moved to the outside because he was playing a lot of slot ever since he moved to the outside I think he he has a uh like a He's forced an a QBR of like sixty, uh, for any of the quarterbacks throwing his way. So yeah, he's done a fantastic job. Um, it's just this Jaguars team altogether is just has been it's been really fun to watch, especially like you said the from uh from last year having only three wins to seven wins. So yeah, the additions have a lot to do.
0: Yeah, certainly, but. Look, probably the, the biggest talking point and maybe the biggest difference is Trevor Lawrence. Uh, the a generational talent heralded, obviously, when he came in, all of the cliches that you could possibly want. The heir apparent, the next Andrew Luck and et cetera, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Oh, the, the, I mean, the guy should obviously should be doing L'Oreal commercials and all of that, but everything that came with it. And then obviously, you know, a, a very disappointing you'd have to say first season a lot of circumstances beyond his control coming in then this year uh, with Pedersen a lot of expectation didn't start off so well but you know over the the past kind of eight weeks or so um probably po- following the the London game um and and maybe the if the Jags do make the playoffs um they might have to you know pass uh pass a present along to Justin Simmons but we have seen Trevor Lawrence grow um, and really develop into the QB that, you know, I think anyone is a football fan. That you want to see the best players blossom. And I think it's safe to say that has been the case with Lawrence. You wrote about him recently about like how, you know, he, you said like, I think the title of it was Trevor Lawrence has arrived and, and here's how it happened. Talk to us and, and explain to our listeners how it how it has happened.
1: Yeah, so there there's a lot of things that I kind of re- there's a lot of things that I kind of write down in the article, right? Um, and one of them is how they stopped running, um, a lot of play action. Uh, so that's a way where you can kind of get your quarterback into open space. And Trevor Lawrence having you know these long legs and being athletic, uh, Peterson obviously thought it was a it was a good idea to get him out. Uh, in open space, that's what Urban uh, last year. Urban Meyer kind of he ran a lot of play action with him, um, and so obviously though that's that's based on how how well the run game does. And ever since they got rid of James Robinson, um, you know they haven't really had like this this run game that's been like a staple. ETN will kind of come in every now and then and have a really good run, uh, but it's it's really about the passing game. So they they stopped running as much play action because, like I said, it's based off of the run game. So they stopped running as much play action they decided to go with more concepts, right? So they'll run maybe a corner route and then a curl route and Lawrence will have one or two reads. That's it. Uh, and he has to really have the confidence uh, to be able to, to trust what his quarterback or his quarterback coach also, but what Doug Peterson and Press Taylor are telling him, right? So the confidence was the main thing. Um, they were like, okay, just just throw it deep. Basically, he was running a, he was throwing a lot of passes past forty yards. Um, but once that Denver game hit, uh, he really stopped throwing a lot deeper and he started being able to diagnose the defense and and passing shorter passes, curl routes, throwing with better anticipation, uh, throwing guys open. Those sideline throws that he's been able to throw have been like on the money. Um I think he also switched a little bit of his uh of his footwork as well. He was kind of leaning back a little bit. He was overthrowing a lot more. Um now everything is tight and and concise. He's he's a, he's taking shorter strides when he's making his throws so they don't air out as much. Uh so it's little things that they fixed. Um they they run a little less RPO as well. Uh and it just seems like instead of him being a one-trick pony uh he's able to to really just read the defense more and and have that confidence uh so like you know like i was saying earlier he doesn't have one guy that he goes to uh where the offense is super predictable it's really every game is based on what the defense is running so it's really the coaching uh that he's been able to to ha- have trust in and but there's not a lot of like difference in the coaching uh, they just tweaked little things, like I said, you know, not throwing as deep downfield, kind of extending drives. Uh, they stopped going for it on fourth down as much um, and just started saying, okay, like we trust our defense to get the ball back um, instead of, you know, going for it on fourth down and then taking the air out of the entire offense. So uh, they stopped doing that as much. Uh, I would say during the thick of things, like right around the London game uh, and then they kind of brought it back a little bit to the Baltimore game, which was Week 12. Uh, but now it's it's more of a like a consistent offense. Um, his uh, he, he, the, at first the defenses were kind of running more man coverage, where he had to like kind of rely on his receivers to get open. Uh, then defenses kind of switched to zone. Uh, so oh. while the season goes on, and all of these defenses are trying to. Uh, they're trying to kind of scheme what he does well. Every every like four games, the offense is changing, so it's hard for the defenses to catch up. Uh, so I think after week eight, uh, teams started going like, okay, we don't know how to kind of stop this guy because they the offense is able to change so much. So yeah, it's just you know, it's there's a lot to ramble on about how about this Jaguars offense, but it's really you know, it has a lot to do with the confidence and the coaching, they're able to tweak little things at halftime to be able to make adjustments. And Trevor Lawrence is uh, is not, he's not ever putting his head down when he makes mistakes. Uh, you know, he'll throw an interception now and he'll come back the next drive and, uh, and score a touchdown. So I think confidence is the main thing, but uh, coaching for sure.
0: Yeah, um, as uh, as a Denver Broncos done, I can certainly attest to the importance of coaching. I suppose one of the the interesting things maybe about the Jags this year though, Laurie, and somebody who maybe watches more of the Jags than, than I would get to see, I'm just interested in like Trayvon Walker's development. I mean, this is a guy who obviously, you know, so kind of burst out for For the general public, obviously for people who maybe who were watching college ball closely, but it was the particularly, obviously, when he went to the combine and he had those incredible, incredible performance that he shot up draft boards. And in the end, he goes number one overall, but we haven't heard a lot. Now, some of that is because it is almost like Trevor Lawrence's rookie year all over again, but how how has Trayvon Walker been getting on? Because he certainly hasn't been in the spotlight.
1: Yeah, it's... I wouldn't say it's an issue, uh, but it's definitely... It's de- definitely concerning when you look at maybe Aiden Hutchinson, uh, where it seems like he, you know, game in and game out, he is making plays. Um, Trayvon Walker, it's like... Every now and then, you'll sprinkle in a, a really good game. Especially early on, he, he got, like, an interception um against carson wentz and and then you realize that that it's Carson wentz you're not gonna get those you're not gonna get those throws week in and week out um i think it's a lot of the the technical issues that he has uh he doesn't really have a lot of uh pass rush moves um you know he has trouble going to the inside uh you know outside of the bull rush he's not really able to uh to really get around these tackles um like, bending the edge, he does, you know, he's, when he does try to bend the edge, he gets pushed, he gets pushed out way out of the play, like, too deep into the pocket, um, I think he just, there's a little bit of the, the technical side that he kind of needs to get better, better, better handwork, uh, better footwork, uh, he needs to master one move, uh, and then, you know, add an arsenal of moves to his, uh, you know, to his arsenal, I guess you could say, so, so, yeah, it's, it's, I can't say it's concerning yet. Um but uh but yeah, it's definitely something we're all keeping an eye on. Uh we wish that we, that he would get uh, you know, he he would be more productive. Uh he got hurt last week, so uh he didn't actually play. Uh I think it was the last two weeks actually, so um you know, that that was a little concerning. Uh but you know, as soon as he gets back out there, uh I think that you know, the more reps, the better. Uh, it was a little bit of an issue with, um, yeah. with, uh, who, who, I don't know why his name is a, is a slip in my mind. The, the linebacker that they actually just drafted. Um, oh my gosh. With him. I don't know why I can't think of his name right now. Hold on.
0: Um, oh, it, there, there are, there are other, um, there are other high, high pick. And um, uh, yeah, that's it.
1: Yeah. Him, I would say there's a little bit more concern with, uh, but yeah, um, you know, it could take a little bit for these pass rush guys to kind of become dominant, um, but he certainly has the measurables uh, to be great. He just has to learn those specific pass rush moves. Uh, he's dropping into coverage. He's doing well when he drops into coverage, uh, certainly better than Josh Allen when he's in coverage. So um, I just think that doing a lot right now, he has a lot of jobs. Uh, So if they can just put him in uh, on, you know, on first and second down, and that's what they've been doing. And then they've been subbing in uh, Dwayne Smoot uh, on third downs to really get uh, a lot of pressure. Smoot, unfortunately, just tore his Achilles. So I think uh, now will be the time these next three weeks or two weeks, uh, depends, you know, how the Jaguars playoffs uh, play out, uh, you know, these next couple of weeks. But... We will be able to see him, uh, and we'll, we'll have more reps, uh, so yeah, especially if he if he's able to get healthy, uh, which he should be, I actually, uh, we need to, we need to see what's, I'm actually not 100% sure on his health status right now, so I'm going to have to look into that.
0: It's it's usually a, a little bit later in the, the day before we get the, uh, I suppose, the injury report, so... Uh, It'll probably be, but at at the time of recording, we're probably looking at at least another couple of hours before uh, they come out. But yeah, something to to keep an eye on. And I suppose on that, Laurie, the Jags now find themselves in a situation where if they win out if they win the remaining two games they're definitely in there is the possibility of a wild card even if they were to to lose but they would need a lot a lot of results to to go their way not impossible but unlikely but i suppose look re, you know they they need to win obviously the, the next two they can't t- they can't take the texans lightly because i think that has been something that we've seen over the past couple of weeks i mean that this is the texans team who are short on talent in in many areas, but we're playing hard for for Lovey Smith. But I suppose you know divisional games; they're always they're always tough with the expectation that is now there. And we're talking. I mean, look, national media in America is talking about like you know Trevor Lawrence up there um, over the past eight weeks with Josh Allen, with Patrick Mahomes, with others. What is, what is the the feeling uh, amongst Jags fans and realistically, you know, are they capable of going, going to Texas and winning on the road and then welcoming the Titans to Jacksonville um, for a win and in final game on that week 18?
1: I think, I think, um, you know, from what I see across Twitter uh, and a lot of, you know, chats that i'm in uh, with jaguar fans I'm, I'm on some uh some facebook groups uh listening to jaguar fans and i they're they're really positive about how it could go uh especially after they were able to beat tennessee uh like they did 36 to 22 that's not uh that's not a close game you know um they were able to shut down Derrick henry uh which was huge and that's really going to be the only uh, part of the game uh, that there should be concern about uh, stopping the run because they they do you know allow a lot of run yard rushing yards, um, but somehow they were able to do it against Tennessee. Uh, it's always tough though for them to beat them twice. Uh, it's it's always been that way, even even when they you know back back in like nineteen ninety nine uh, when. When they, they were pretty much undefeated, the only two losses that they had were to the Tennessee Titans. And then they saw them in the playoffs and they lost to them in the playoffs. Come to find out, apparently they had their playbook, but we're not going to get all into that. But yeah, Titans have always been uh, a really tough matchup. Um, it will go to Week 18 to determine the AFC South. I think they do have a great chance uh, to, to win it, though. Um, wild card, though. I don't think that's a possibility if they lose um, at, at least one of those games. They 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 do. They have to win both. But I think uh, th- the word, it's all pretty positive. Everybody's uh, feeling pretty high. And, and even if they don't get in the playoffs, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal to Jag- the Jaguars fans. Listen, they brought in Doug Peterson. You know, they, they only had three wins last year. Uh, and to be seven and eight right now, I think I predicted six wins. Uh to be seven and eight right now, they're in a great place. Trevor Lawrence is trending up and like you said, the last eight weeks, Lawrence has been a top ten quarterback in the entire NFL. Uh he's been great. You know, over those last eight weeks it's been him, Mahomes, and Hurts, uh, in terms of efficiency. So, um, you know, if if everything goes well, um and they win out, fantastic. You know, who knows how far they're gonna get? Probably not that far. But I also said they would only get six wins, so Who knows? But all in all, um, I think uh, most fans are just happy that the organization is trending the way it is.
0: Yeah, I I think, I mean, there's a lot of truth in that. I think this season for the Jags was really about reestablishing Trevor Lawrence, ensuring that he was the guy. And I think that has now been established. So yeah, if, if it was to end in in a loss and, and not getting into the playoffs. That would certainly be disappointing. But I think there's plenty there, as you said, to to build on. And one of the, you know, the I suppose you I, I know you have written um recently about uh, the two teams that sit atop the NFC East, um, and being the the Eagles and the the Cowboys and two teams who played each other last weekend. Um, in an interesting game in which we saw, you know, Jalen Hurts was absent, and for a long time it looked as if the Eagles would still be able to to get the victory. And then the third, the third and thirty happened, and it seemed like that kind of sucked all of the energy out out of the Eagles in many ways. They kind of got discombobulated, and before you knew it, they were all of a sudden, um, they, there was a, a six point turnaround on on the two field goals. Um and and it took them a, a, a long time to get their feet again and that that was it really, but I, I'm wondering because I, I know you've written about Dak in particular and he is a QB who divides opinion. I think it is safe to say there are those um there is Jerry Jones who thinks Dak is Peyton Manning plus Tom Brady plus Joe Montana.
1: Incarnated. <laughs>
0: yes, all, 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 three of those guys put together. There are others who, you know, think Dak is hopeless, which I don't agree with either of, of those two. To um, you know, but for for you, I suppose, having looked at Dak, where you know where where do you think his his game is at, and you know what how how is he impacting on the this current Cowboys team?
1: Well. The thing with Dak is he's not as young as he used to be. Right? I I think we've seen the best of Dak already. Uh and so right now him losing his wide receivers, um I think that that's hurting him. Uh he also doesn't have an offense uh that is really uh you know playing to his strengths either. Uh, I think he he's forced to do too much at times, try to make the big plays, uh but he's also not taking the checkdowns. Uh, he's, he's, he's kind of remember last year when Mahomes kind of went through his slump and, and people were saying that he was kind of doing too much. Uh, that's where Dak is right now. Well, that's where he was at least the last couple weeks. Um, getting this win, uh, for the Eagles is obviously, um, getting the win against the Eagles is obviously, uh, them trending upwards. And now Jerry Jones says, you know, we're coming, baby. We're coming. Uh, his choice of words are always interesting, but um, you know, I think that I think that they have a chance to to do well. It's just it doesn't seem like their offense can really get it done. I think T. Y. Hilton was obviously one of the one of the best um, you know, acquisitions they could have they could have done. He obviously had that big play that helped them a lot. Uh so when Prescott feels like he can do too much, he has a guy that can kind of bail him out. Um, so we will have to see how that plays out over the next uh, couple weeks, um, but you know, obviously they're they're definitely going to get in the playoffs just because of their record. Um, but I think the best of Dak is probably over. Um, he's he can't run as he's not as agile as what he used to be. Uh, he's trying too much sometimes, uh, and I'm not sure if the if the offense is really uh, tailored to his strengths. Um, so it it will be interesting, you know, how well they do in the playoffs. Um, it's just, yeah, I'm I'm with you, kind of. I'm in between. Like, I wouldn't say he's necessarily 100% over. He's not done or anything like that. He can still make uh, really good plays. Um, but it's just, uh, I don't know, it's tough. He he He's not, like, he's not a lock, right? Like, you can't definitely say, yeah, Prescott's going to be you know, he's gonna, he's gonna do it this game. Sometimes he just makes decisions where it's like, why would you even attempt to make that throw? Um, and even like not even great defenses are, uh, are intercepting him, you know, especially I think it was, yeah, against the Texans that game, um, you know, they do have a decent secondary, um, but you know, he's double clutching, he's fumbling, he's trying to make something out of nothing, like just check it down. So I, I I just think maybe he's in his head a little bit. If he just calms down, um, you know, and and we kind of see how the offense were T. Y. Hilton, um, maybe that will help him kind of calm down a little bit and he can kind of put his trust in a guy uh downfield.
0: Yeah, I think bring it in T.Y. because he had, he is a guy who who lost receivers, as you pointed out, and and some of those decisions were were baffling. I mean, they they moved on from Amari Cooper um only to, you know kind of publicly uh f- flirt with obj and it, it kind of a uh, recognition that you know they needed to give him some weapons but equally you know you're paying dak big money and is he in that really top tier uh, of quarterbacks a guy who can kind of put the the team on his back like we have seen joe burrow do um yeah. you know and, and, and josh allen do that's what we need and yeah, certainly lacks maybe on the the wide receivers, but he is blessed, I think, with a a decent O line. Maybe not, uh, you know, vintage Cowboys O line, but a decent O line and two two good r- running backs. I mean, maybe Zeke isn't what he was in his in his rookie year, and that contract certainly I think was yeah. crazy. But Tony Pollard is a very very good running back, and when you have that, that makes a, a QB's job a, a lot easier. Now the, the QB who was missing uh, from the, the game the other night, Jalen Hurts, is a guy who, and you mentioned his name earlier in relation to the level that he was playing at, Mahomes was playing at, and Trevor Lawrence is, is playing at. Um, Trevor's come late to the party, but Mahomes and Hurts have been kind of doing it throughout the, the year. A lot of debate about who might win the MVP this year. Where do you um come down on that, Larry?
1: So I am I am writing an article on that uh right now uh you know Jalen Hurts argument, Mahomes argument. I think that uh that one thing obviously that Hurts has is yeah he's surrounded by better players. Um, he he has AJ Brown, he has Devontae Smith, he has well he lost Dallas Goddard, but now he's getting him back. Uh, you know, once Jalen Hurts can get back out there, he has one of the best offensive lines uh, in the NFL. Um, Mahomes seems to be the guy that uh, is doing it more like him, more to himself. Uh, I think that uh, that obviously Andy Reid plays a really big part of that, uh, just the way that they run their offense and uh, getting guys open. Um, but the fact that Mahomes lost his main target in Tyreek Hill, his main deep threat, uh, and they're still he's still at the top of the league uh in yards in touchdowns. Um, I think that says a lot. um but my argument for Hurts also is that just because he's surrounded by all these players, uh he still has to get the job done um if if their team was so good, they wouldn't have been able to they would have been able to carry uh Minxie, uh to to a win last week against the Cowboys, and that did not happen. Uh, so, you know, like we were talking about before the show, I, I think it's interesting how uh, a lot of people are saying that because Minshew put up 34 points, that, that tells us that Mahomes is the clear winner. Um, but I am taking the latter on that, uh, taking the other argument, uh, where I just think that um, if he was in there, I think that they would have won. Uh, there were a lot of times when Minshew was rolling out of the pocket, and I just think that his ability to scramble is just non-existent it's not there he's not um, looking downfield while he's rolling out of the pocket it's just something that Hurts is able to do uh and obviously he's able to run with his feet as well um so I think Hurts is just uh he, it's a better package um while Mahomes might be the better quarterback um it really just comes down to how do you define most valuable player right is it most va- b- valuable player uh just just him or is it his team? Because the Eagles have the best record in the NFL. I think it's worth considering Hurts because of that. Um, I don't think it's fair to just completely write them off. Um, they're 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 side by side when it when you when you look at the stats. So um, yeah, my my argument is kind of for them both. I I do have a winner at the end. I don't want to really spoil it, but uh, there is a guy that I that I do pick. Um, but the other one might end up lifting a Lombardi, so.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to, to see. And I, I think, you know, for me, Mahomes has been incredible since he came into the league. And he makes the, the, the magical mundane because he does it so frequently. One of the things I think that has been really impressive about Jalen Hurts is that he has had to go and earn it. Like he came in, he was a second round pick, he uh, has had doubts about him consistently from outside and inside the organisation. Had the opportunity to talk to Bo Wolf, who covers the Eagles for the Athletic. And he talked about how the Eagles explored a lot of different options this offseason. They looked at potentially bringing somebody in, um, you know, to, to replace Jalen Hurts. I think at this point, they're pretty glad that those didn't work out. Um, but, you know, he, he has had to go out every single season and almost every game and, and prove people wrong. And I think that speaks to, you know, his his character. And I think in the game against the Cowboys, you saw what they were missing, and you you talked about that about you know what he what he brings to, to the table. Now without uh, Lay Johnson there, that is a huge loss as well. So we will have to to see how how that plays out. And I suppose Laurie, kind of that's kind of brings us into to the playoff talk and and how you think it might play out in in terms of um the the Super Bowl, the conference championships, do you have, um, you know, a, a potential Super, Super Bowl matchup in your mind who who we might see there?
1: That's tough. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't really have a, um, I don't really have a clear, uh, prediction. You know, I, I think there that there are a lot of teams obviously that are doing well. Um, I think one of the best games, again, um, you know, it was going to be Kansas City versus the Bengals or the Bills. Uh, you know, those games are going to be, um, in a sense, the Super Bowl. Uh, just like, you know, they kind of were last year or the, the year before. Um, I think it was last year when the Rams won. It just seemed like, uh, you know, they they kind of took over. Um, uh, the, the Bengals didn't really have everything set up for them. Where this year, you know, they have a better offensive line. Um, you know, it took a little bit for them to gel, but that's what happens. Um, you think about Tom Brady, right? And sometimes during the regular season, he just doesn't turn it on until the playoffs come, or until the end of the season come, like comes when it counts. When okay, we need to get in the playoffs, and that's all that matters. As long as we're in, and then we can really play. It's, it's not like European uh, leagues where you know you, there is no playoffs, and it's just. You know, you know, EPL, you just get as many points as you can, and then that's who wins at the end. It's really, like, meaningless until the playoffs come. So just as long as you can get in, uh, it doesn't matter if you have, you know, five losses or, or you don't play well in the beginning. Uh, but I think Joe Burrow is going to be... I think he's going to be a lot better this year uh, when the playoffs come around. I think the Bengals are definitely going to be a team uh, that can get there. Um, I'm really... I'm really thinking that the Eagles can go all the way. Also, um, I think they they really have what it what it takes. Um, but the NFC isn't really filled with a, a ton of teams that uh, that can really take them. Uh, so, so yeah, I don't I don't think that uh, I don't think that Tom Brady is going to uh, to be a guy uh, this year. I think maybe uh, there's just too many there's too many injuries uh, with uh, with obviously with the uh, with the Buccaneers um so yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say ah go ahead and say the the Eagles are gonna play the 49ers in the NFC championship because that defense those 49ers defense man um and Hertz does have some parts of his game like when dealing with pressure Uh, where he's not as, he's not in second place right after Mahomes. He's, he's down there number 14 in the league when, when facing pressure. Uh, so that's, that 49ers defense is going to be something else. Uh, and then the AFC championship. Yeah, I'm going to, dang, it's like, I want to go, I want to go Chiefs. I want to go Chiefs. Bam. It's, it's between the Chiefs, Bengals and Bills. Um, obviously, uh. You know, you can't count Josh Allen out. Um, I don't know, but there's something about the Bengals. So I'm going to go uh, Bengals-Bills-AFC Championship and the NFC. I know you didn't ask this. US Super Bowl, but I'm going to give you conference. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, Bengals versus Bills um, because uh, maybe Mahomes wins the MVP. You know, then they don't get it, but or they they don't get into the Super Bowl. Then uh, NFC, Eagles, and 49ers.
0: Yeah, certainly uh, interesting. I mean, th- there are so many, you make these kind of, you put predictions out there and then all of a sudden an injury can happen. I mean, that Lane Johnson, we have to see how that plays out. I mean, that will impact massively on the Eagles. The, the line is so important to, to what they do. The the forty niners are are something else. I mean, for them to be on QB three and they they are so, still just dominating teams. Kyle Shanahan,
1: man, just, he
0: ugh. yeah. Um, I mean, I'll go back. There's a guy who got an interview for a, a job in in Denver, but politics probably meant that um he didn't he didn't get it. and Vance Joseph did at at the time and. Maybe, um, Larry are just interested as somebody you know from the outside who you know I suppose isn't you know doesn't see huge amounts of the Broncos, but the Broncos now find themselves in a situation they have moved on from Nathaniel Hackett. They have Russell Wilson in in situ. He has a huge, huge contract. Um, he has been incredibly disappointing to to put it mildly. Um, and the his game against the the Rams, I'm, I mean, like if it wasn't for Russell's reputation, I think he would have been pulled at, at half time in that game. You have seen a situation with the Jags where it was a, a complete train wreck. Now, granted they didn't have the QB contract situation to, to deal with, but they were able to bring in Dougie B and kind of transform the, the franchise in a very short space of time. If you are look, if you're the Broncos or, and you're looking at this from the outside, who, who would you um, think might be, might be a good fit? Is it, is it Sean Payton? Is it Frank Reich? Or should they be looking um, to, to go down the route of uh, first time head coach again and bring in, um, you know, maybe Ben Johnson from from the Lions or or someone else.
1: So, I think Sean Payton would be a really interesting, uh, for him to kind of come back, um, and uh, and and basically coach Wilson. Um, I think that would be interesting. I'm not sure, uh, who would be the best uh, to, to in this situation. It's it's pretty much. Anyone who can get the best out of him, like Pete Carroll did, like in 2020, well, 2019, 11 and five, 2020 he went 12 and four. It was really 2021 where he went six and eight. That was the only time where Russell, you know, it 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 didn't seem like, uh, you know, he he had it all together. Obviously, um, I am not sure what happened during that time. Um, I'm sure your listeners could probably fill in. Uh, what happened to Seattle and and why they they had that record? Why they went from, uh, twelve and four to six and eight? For some reason, I just don't I just don't know. But I don't think he's completely done yet. I mean he he's bad. Like I didn't even want to watch the game. What was it on Christmas Eve or Christmas? Christmas Eve.
0: On Christmas Day.
1: On Christmas Day. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to ruin my Christmas by 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 watching this. Like. They kept putting him in prime time. Um, but, you know, a lot of times the coach has a, obviously a big part in quarterback play. Uh, if, if you're a guy like Russell Wilson who's going to follow the rules and everybody knows what kind of guy he is, he's, you know, a, a guy that's going to do basically what he's told because, you know, he's a team player. Um, but if what Hackett is drawing up isn't going to get them wins you know he's just doing what he's told you know so what if they bring in a guy uh, who can get the best out of him and i think it's possible not that he can completely turn around um but he he just he's always been such a good player and obviously players can can fall off um i just think that the coaching had a lot to do with it like look at the Nathaniel Hackett um like with the jaguars it just it just wasn't good there either um, you know, given the Jaguars didn't have the best roster when he was there, um, but Nathaniel Hackett, then he did well, uh, with Aaron Rodgers, but he's Aaron Rodgers. Like, come on, like, but when he has to actually, uh, coach a guy, um, and, uh, and you, you're not going to have someone who can put the game on his line, on the line, or put his play on the line. Well, you know, I just, I just don't think that Hackett was really getting the best out of Russell Wilson. It didn't. It didn't match up, uh, basically the how the offense was being run. So I think that whoever comes in next uh, can get the best out of Russell Wilson. But it is time to move on. Where uh, you know you have Russell play for a year uh, after Denver drafts a quarterback uh, who is, can learn behind Russell Wilson, who can kind of then he can kind of pass the reins uh, on to that onto that rookie or onto that young player. Um, it will probably be quick uh, just because, you know, of how he looked this year, uh, you know, the, the way he's just getting rid of the ball, just kind of tossing it up there, seeing seeing things that aren't even there, uh, you know, with those interceptions is just, you're just thinking to yourself, you know, how could it be Hackett? Come on, this guy, like, you can, we, we're all watching it. It's, it's bad play. Um, but in the end, I think that, um, you know, uh, a quarterback who has a coach that can give him multiple reads and multiple looks um, could end up being, you know, better where, you know, like I said, not a complete 180, but I think he can turn it around enough, whoever that may be. Well,
0: it'll be certainly interesting to to see how it plays out. And Larry, all that remains, I think at this point is to thank you for taking the time to chat with me this evening for offering your insights into the Jags, into the, the Cowboys, the MVP race, and definitely check out uh, Laurie's stuff. She does really, really interesting stuff on Twitter. You can find her, Laurie Fitzpatrick, drop the A from Fitzpatrick and you will find her on there. Always great to chat to you and hopefully, maybe we will be talking to you again when the Jags are in the playoffs in just a few weeks.
1: Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> You know, we're we're all excited to see that. So, um, I think Jaguar fans deserve it. Um, Doug Peterson has done a great job. So, you know, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, and uh, yeah, hopefully we can uh jump back on here to the next week or week or two if uh if the Jacks can get in. Let's hope.
0: Let's see how it plays out.